Hi, thanks for listening to C3 Hobart Online. If this message impacts you in any way, please don't hesitate to contact us. We hope you enjoy this message. Lord, we just thank you as we get into your word this morning that you would use your word to touch us, to change us, Lord God. We just pray this morning that that you would get inside our hearts, Lord God, and that you would give us a new direction, a new path, clarity on what you want for our lives. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. All right, guys, grab a seat. We're going to get into the Word. (coughs) Awesome. I love preaching. I'm Aaron. Uh, My wife, Kelly, is up the back. Um, we, We have the beautiful privilege in this church to be ministering to four lovely kids. Um, I've done a lot of stuff over the time and, and youth ministry is one that I have a huge passion for but at this current stage in our life we're growing the church in a different way <laughs> which is a really good way and we love it and you know they, they run out that hard and you know it's just awesome. When I got this topic, Epic Tales, I love the Old Testament. How many different epic stories in the Old Testament are there to choose from? I'm just like, oh, like I could just do the whole series. Maybe Sean will let me do the whole series. Maybe I could just be preaching week after week and just on these epic tales. So I just started to pray and to think about, you know, which one I was going to focus on. The first one that always comes to mind with me is Jonathan and his armour bearer. I'm like, I love that one. And Sean preached, and if you weren't here for Sean's message, get onto YouTube, check it out. It was just about doing the average well. You know, Jonathan had this potential on his life that everyone thought he could be, he's going to be king, but he, he knew where God had him. And then you've got the armor bearer. Nothing special, just an armor bearer. But he did what he was called to do well. And they succeeded. And I'm just like, oh, that's a good one. It's just going to fit in so well. Then I'm thinking, David's mighty men. Oh, how good is that? And just that guy, um, Shammah, the guy that, you know, he's listed in the mighty men, but all he did was defend the lentil patch, the lentil field. Like, (laughs) lentils are important. I love a lentil, good lentil curry (laughs) on No Meat Monday. Yum, yum. (laughs) And then I'm thinking, I love King Hezekiah, who who had a dad who 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 wasn't who who wasn't a very good dad, and I just love that story. And then, then I just start. I'm just starting to think, you know what? These three, and I start reading through each of these chapters, and which one am I going to use? And I think, you know, I'm going to I'm going to open up my my message folders. I'm going to go over old notes that are, that I've you know preached before, and just see what you know what revelations I've had out of those those ones before. And I and I open up the King Hezekiah one, and I'm like, this is the one. Now, my best mate growing up. He's also my cousin. It's Tasmania. <laughs> he lived in Hobart. I lived up north. But 
he, he got into this situation and, and, and he's halfway through his building apprenticeship and he couldn't finish. He, so he moved to Launceston to finish that. And our relationship just went from strength to strength. And he was on fire for Jesus. And I was just... I, I was just here, I had a relationship with Jesus and it was just pretty mediocre and it was just, I guess, going through the motions. And he, he just built into me. We, we hung out all the time. We'd be on the skateboards, yes, I'd fall off a lot and we'd be down getting Cokes and Mars bars and we'd be going to every conference that we could possibly get to just to, to learn more about God and Jesus. And it was just an awesome time. And... He got married and I was in his wedding and that was fun and we just an awesome time of worship at his wedding and, and, and things just continued to roll. And then we thought, you know what, let's play football together. All right, let's, let's get into a footy club there, you know, nice wholesome places. And, and, and from that point on, things just went downhill for him, a little bit downhill for me. And, and it got to the point where I decided, you know what, I want to get out of this. I played one year of footy, uh, you know, as a senior. I got out of it and, and I ended up moving to Sydney. I just thought, you know, I finished my apprenticeship as an electrician. I'm going to move to Sydney. My brother was up there, just going to go up there, hang out and, and just explore the world because, you know, at that stage you think Tassie is a bad place but when it, when it really is probably the best place in the world. So I'm in Sydney and my mate, he's just going, he's going further backwards and when I opened up this message on King Ahaz, Ahaz and Hezekiah, I preached a message in 2006 and my mate was the main example. We're going to read, turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 28. We're going to read about King Ahaz. Starting from verse 1, it says, Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. Unlike David, his father, he did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He followed the ways of the kings of Israel. If you don't know what the kings of Israel were, they were all bad. They were bad dudes. Bad, bad. And also made idols for worshipping the Baals. Skip to verse 5 and it says, Therefore the Lord... His God delivered him into the hands of the kings of Aram. The Aramites defeated him and took many of his peoples as prisoners and brought them to Damascus. He was also given into the hands of the kings of Israel who inflicted heavy, heavy casualties on him. This guy's the king of Judah, the king of God's people. God's delivering him, them into anyone that wants to go into battle with them pretty much, into their hands. These guys are just getting thrashed. This guy's not honouring God in any area of his life or for the nation of, or for their, their nation not honouring anything to do with God, just like, poof, gone. In verse 22 it says, In the time of trouble, King Ahaz became even more unfaithful <coughs> to the Lord. He offered sacrifices to the gods of Damascus who had defeated him. For he thought, since the gods of the kings of Aram had helped him, I will sacrifice to them and they will help me. But the downfall, they were his downfall and the downfall of all Israel. Ahaz gathered together the furnishings from the temple of God and cut them into pieces. He shut 
the doors of the Lord's temple and set up altars on every street corner in Jerusalem, in every town in Judea. He built high places to burn sacrifices to other gods and arouse the anger of the Lord, the God and his ancestors. He shut the doors of the Lord's temple, chained them up, shut it down. There's no more worshipping God. Do you know what? My, my friend did this in his life. And when I opened this message, it just reminded me of things in, in our life or in our past or, or, or people that we're praying for, or people that we want to see come back to Christ that have just shut God off in their life. They, they've closed the doors. They, they've closed their, their, themselves off to the things of, of Jesus in their life. And for me, looking back on a message that I'd preached in 2006 and just thinking, I can't believe this has happened. I st- you kind of, things, time moves on and you start to forget about things and you start to forget about what kind of place we used to be in with, in our relationship with God. We used to think about how passionate we were about worship and praising him, uh, how generous we were, how much time we'd spend reading the word, how much time we would spend praying to God and in relationship with him, getting to know him. And, and we just start to slowly just move away from certain things and certain um, aspects of that and start to, you know, close off that corner of the temple, that corner, and, and, and we get to a stage where we've just closed the doors. Everything's gone. We've just shut off God, um, God in our life. And that's what he had done. He'd gone from someone that was so passionate that, that was willing to fire me up. He actually was the one that baptised me in water. And, and just the, our relationship through that just kind of just you start to not have many more things in common because when, when you have Christ as centre in your life and then you've got someone who is not even willing to talk about it anymore, um, who knows they're doing the wrong thing but just is willing just to shut it off and it, it's just the re- relationships become hard. And just bringing up this message on the computer to read through the notes, I just thought... So often we, we give up on things in our life. So often we're, we're willing just to, well, that's, we've been praying into that for too long. I'm just going to just push that to the side now because maybe that's never going to get answered. We're going to move on because the next chapter is actually the one I want to talk about in 2 Chronicles 29. King Hezekiah. Ahaz's son. Reading from verse 1, it says, Hezekiah was 25 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Abby, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. It's a pretty good start. It's a pretty good first couple of verses isn't it he did what was right in the eyes of the lord when when i get to heaven that's that's what i want to say about me i I want i want them to go you did you did what was right in the eyes of the lord you know in general we sin we do all this stuff but 
God puts us in on a path and, and, and he directs our ways. And you know what? We need to try and stick to that as best as we can. And that's, that's what I want. I want to do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. And in verse 3, it says, In the first month of the first year of his reign, he opened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. How often in life do we like to procrastinate? Massive, massive procrastinators. Like, I, I love walking through shopping centres. It was a little bit more prevalent in Sydney, but you still get it here at Northgate, Eastlands, whatever, in the city in January. Zap, all the fitness places got their little things set up in the... In the shopping centres, you know, sign up. Everyone's got their New Year's resolutions to, I'm getting fit this year. This is the year I'm going to be buff. Get the beach body going for next year. Everyone's happy. Why do we need to wait to January to sign up to the gym? <laughs> they know. They know what kind of people we are. I love smokers. Oh, when I finish this packet of smokes, it's, it's all over. i just got to get through this packet of 50s and it's all done. If you're really willing to give up smoking, just throw the rest of them out. Why do you need to finish the packet? So often in life, we, we need the right circumstances and the right situations to actually make a move into Jesus. When I actually, oh, when I, when I stop doing this sin, then I'm going to get myself right with God. When, when, you know, I can get on top of my finances, that's when I'm going to really push into God financially and start giving. We try and line all the ducks up. Jesus is there to line the ducks up for us. That's what he's there for. All we've got to do is open the doors of the temple. How good is this? Hezekiah, in the first month of the first year of his reign, he's opened the doors. We can sign up for the gym in March. You can let Jesus into your life today. If you've been struggling in your relationship with Christ and you've been blocking him out, you can open yourself up today. We're going to read on. So he brought in the priests, the Levites, assembled them in the square on the east side and said, listen to me, Levites, consecrate yourselves now and consecrate the temple of the Lord, the, the God of your fathers. Remove all defilement from the sanctuary. Our fathers were unfaithful. They did evil in the eyes of the Lord our God and forsake him. They turned their faces away from the Lord dwelling, dwelling place and turned their backs on him. They also shut the doors of the portico. So the portico is the, even the entrance of the temple. Gone. Lights off. Temples closed. You can't even get to the front of it. And put out the lamps. They did not burn incense or present any burnt offerings. At the sanctuary, uh, at the sanctuary of, to the God of Israel. Therefore, the anger of the Lord has fallen on Judea and Jerusalem, and He made them an object of the dread and horror and scorn. And you can see with your own eyes. These, 
the nation was in ruins. They'd just been defeated by everybody. Prisoners were taken, people were taken into slavery, into these other countries. It was just bad. So then it goes on. And it, it lists all the Levites there and, and that, that started to cleanse themselves. And then he said, When they assembled their brothers and consecrated themselves, they went to purify the temple of the Lord as the king had ordered, following the word of God. The priests went into the sanctuary of the Lord to purify it. They brought out to the courtyard of the Lord's temple everything unclean, and they found the temple of the Lord. In verse 17, they began the consecration on the first day of the first month. Not just the first month of the first year. On the first day of the first month, they started to clean the temple, to open the doors of the temple. They didn't even think, I'm going to wait a week. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll get things lined up. We'll, we'll start, we'll get everyone in. On the first day of the first month, they started to honour God. going to ask the band to come back up Ahaz wasn't going to wait so often we want to just hold off on things and wait till we feel that we're right God wants us to honour him right now, today. Do you know what? My, my mate, I remember Will, I was living in Sydney, I was getting married to Kel and he was my best man. And I booked these flights for him to come up. This is pre-wedding, we're going, we're going to spend the weekend together um, my brother, him and me, we're going to buy suits and, 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 and all that stuff. And I remember going to the airport and we're waiting there for him at the airport. Like, get on the phone to him. Are you coming? Oh, I forgot. I missed my flight. Oh, I went out with the boys last night. We were out drinking. I've missed my flight. I'll go straight to the airport now and, and, and get on a plane to Sydney. I'm just like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? So this was in 2007. I'm just like, how often do we get in places where we, we want to block out the people closest to us because of the situation that we're in or how we're acting or where we think we are in our, within our own mind? You know what? He was married. His, his marriage struggled for so many years. Joe, but he got to a point where he actually opened up the doors of his temple and asked God to come back into his life. Do you, do you, do you know what he does now? 
He's actually a pastor at Hillsong Church um, for at least the last three or four years. Because, you know, no matter what we go through in our lives, God's always there to save us. God's always there to say, you know what? I know you can't do it by yourself. That's why I sent my son Jesus to die on the cross so that you didn't have to do it by yourself. So you didn't have to try and line the ducks up and think, you know, I'm going to get this perfect line. I'm going to be perfect and everything's just going to just, oh, then I'm going to be right to, to you know, let, let Christ back into my life. Can you imagine the temple had been closed for years? Shut off. Can you imagine just looking at that job of all the things that had been uh, pilfered out of there that he'd given to other nations and, and how much work had to be done? Sometimes we look at that in our own life and go, you know, it's just going to be too hard. Physically, sometimes we go, you know, why, why would I join the gym? I'm just too far gone. Or why would I do this? Like, I used to be 113 kilos. But if you don't start, you're never, you're never going to get to where you want to be. If we're not prepared to accept Christ into our life and open up the, our doors in our life this morning, how are we going to build our relationship with Christ? We can't do that in our own strength. He sent His Son to die on the cross for us so that we could have relationship with Him. And that's why I chose this message. Because when I opened up that and I, I had a, in my preaching notes, I had, a, I had listed about a story about my, my mate. About how he had shut the doors to the temple in his life. I'd... I'd forgotten I'd preach that. I'd forgotten that I'd use that as a, 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 a sermon illustration that he'd shut off Christ in his life. When I preached at that time, there was no, he'd opened up the doors. That was just something that I was trying to encourage in other people not to shut off the, the, the you know, what God has for you in your life. But when I opened that, I'm like, how awesome is God? who can take someone that was broken, that had, that had just walked completely away and brought them back. And not only brought them back, but then put them in a place of, of, of importance to where they can actually help other people in their relationship with Christ. I'm just going to ask everyone to close their eyes. If you're here this morning and you're like my friend, you used to have a relationship with Christ and you've shut Him off, you've closed the temple doors. Or if you've actually never, ever even opened your doors for a relationship with Christ, this morning I'm going to give you a chance to get right with Jesus. There's nothing that you have to do. All you've got to do is say, Jesus I accept that you sent your son to die on the cross for me and I'm going to follow you. If that's you this morning, I want you to just put your hand up. Quickly just put it up. I'll, I'll acknowledge it. Thank you. 
If that's you this morning and you want to get right with Christ, thank you. If you want to open the doors to Jesus in your life this morning, I'm going to give you this opportunity because now's the time. Let's not wait to march. Let's not wait till we get ourselves right. It's going to wait 30 more seconds. Guys, you can open your eyes. We're just gonna we're gonna go into it and finish the service with some worship. And if you lifted your hand, there's gonna be a team just on the right over here that are gonna pray with you. We're gonna pray with you as you get right with Christ. And just as we finish, you know what? Let's just continue to worship Christ because you know what? So often we can clutter clutter our life with things that aren't needed in the temple it's so easy to do thank you for listening to c3 hobart online if this message has impacted you in any way please don't hesitate to contact us at c3hobart.org.au